Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Apron Bumps Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the Braster, Braden Mayhew, along with my wonderful co-host. We are finally back. The Trinity has come together. We've got Mr. Gabe Nozid back for the first time since the yes, beginning sir. of June, as well as Mr. Brandon Moyce, first time since TakeOver in your house at the beginning of June. Nearly almost three months, guys, since we've done this. Can you believe it's been that long, good two and a half months since the last time we've been uh, doing this here show? It's been, like, a long two months for me, but it hasn't felt, like, more than, like, a week since I last, like, got on this show. Yes. So it's uh-huh. it's good yeah. to be back, guys. Time, time flies. It definitely yes, does. Yes, it does. It definitely does. And, um, like, especially in, in your case, Gabe, you've been busy with, um, you know, the training and, and the this and the that and everything that probably came with uh, going to what you have been doing the last few months and i find like the more busy you are like time can generally go by fast when not a lot of stuff's going on but when a lot of stuff is going on it just seems to chew by you know brain those two months were the slowest two months of my life really so it was like every day i I was doing something and it was painstakingly long at my military uh training like there's a lot of cleaning a lot of uh marching and all that stuff um Oh, yeah, yeah, they're getting—they're getting you ready to become Iron Man, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm still training up to be Iron Man, but this time with my specific job. But um, yeah, all that—all that physical training and and uh, well, what else? All that discipline uh, all paid off. To be honest, um, right now I'm basically at—they call it tech school in it, in the Air Force, which is like college. So oh, wow, that's what I'm that's doing. Cool. Yeah, I'm doing that for two months, and then I'll be back home. And what happens when you get sent back home? Um, so for my Air Force, I'm not active like the usual military person. I'm the guard, mm-hmm. meaning I'm I'm the military I'm a military member of that state. So uh, in my state of Maryland, uh, I'm basically the state's like military like member there or part of the Air Force in that state. So and only for that state, unless I choose to relocate to another like base that also has a guard. So. Yep, I'm just gonna do some training for my job, and then I'll be back home. And uh, but to be honest, on these uh, these episodes, it's gonna feel like I haven't left at all, other, other than those two months. So, yeah, it's I got one. Que- I got one question. Yes, sir. How jacked are you now? How jacked? Um, well, they don't they put you through like don't you yeah. have to go through a, like a lot of like cardio training and weight training? Yes, cardio training. Um, yeah, that's they make us run like almost every day. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the only time we didn't do training, uh, physical training was Sunday. And uh, even then we still had to do chores and all that. It was a lot of cleaning. Like there was so much cleaning and it was a mess. You had no freedom whatsoever. Even when you eat, like they're always shouting at you to eat fast or whatever. So, um, Oh really? Yeah. You have no peace other than, uh, going to sleep and, and it's just really awkward. Cause when you try to sleep, you just sleep when you feel tired when you're yeah. told to go to sleep, that's just weird. So I would be in bed for a good hour or so, just trying to trying to get myself tired, even oh, though I've done geez. so much during the day. Yeah, strict, but how jacked business. am I? Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, toned. I'd like to say, but I'm not like I'm like John Cena or whatever. So I'm, I'm like no, a no, good... nobody, wa- nobody wants to be that big. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm trying to get my way to Finn Balor because that's the yeah, body Finn that Balor. I want, yeah, so. Finn Balor's got a good physique. He has a good body, man, and I'm I'm getting there. Not gonna lie, the only thing I'm worried about is my my pecs. Those are not growing as much as my other like my yeah, abs are hard. My abs are great. My thighs are great. My uh, arms are great. But the, the pecs is something I haven't been working on because they haven't really had a lot of pectoral like exercises. They really focus on arms and legs and core in the air force. So well, I think it's mainly, it's mainly because like those are limbs you're going to be using a lot. So it's, yes, know. sir. It is. Or it's like, like peck is like vanity style. It is vanity. <laughs> it's, really yeah. it's like, Oh, I've got a big muscular fucking chest. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, speaking of which I've been doing my own exercise regime. I've been on it for about four months now and it's, 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 it's coming along and, uh, you know, I, I don't notice as much of, like, a big physical, like, awesome toning job yet because it's only been four months. But, like, physically, I feel the endurance is better and my, my, my mobility is better and, and all that sort of stuff. So, visually, for the vanity's sake, I'm not seeing much. But, but physically, I'm feeling <laughs> all the, the benefits, which is more important than, in my opinion, yes, the vanity sir, yeah. stuff anyway. So, and speaking of, of, of Balor and bodies and all that sort of stuff, because, you know, it's wrestlers and, you know, most of them Segway. are in pretty good shape. <laughs> we are here to predict NXT TakeOver 30, which is taking place tomorrow night at 7 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern Time. And it's a decent little card we got here. Uh, one match less than the last two TakeOver shows. It's got five main card, but one on the pre-show, which is weird. They're doing a pre-show. Very rarely does NXT ever have like a pre-show match, but this show definitely does have one, and we might as well touch upon it right now because I will probably tune in to test out my Fire Stick stream. So that'll be when these guys are doing their thing. And it's uh, Breezango, team of Fandango and Tyler Breeze, back at it again in NXT, taking on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and the new heel faction of. Legado del Fantasma, which is the team of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. They're uh, Santos Escobar's, like, um, bad bad guy cronies, essentially, and helping them win matches and stuff like that. Um, so these three are battling in a number one contender's triple threat tag team match, and the winners will get a shot at Imperium sometime after th this show. So... As far as who's going to win this, you know, I'm thinking maybe Breezango, but they already had a shot on TV, like, what, like a month or two ago? They kind of gave them a TV shot, and they lost. So I don't know if they're they're going to win. I mean, they're kind of... Breezango? I yeah. I don't think they're going to... They haven't been taken really seriously, like, ever, because their, their whole point in the main roster is, like, oh, you know, fashion police or whatever. Oh, so... got over. Got over. It, it did get over, yeah. but, like, it's NXT, and, you know, they're trying to get a more, like, serious, like, character going yeah, out. They... I mean... It's, I don't know. I like Tyler Breeze alone. Fandango, I've never really, like... Never a big fan of Johnny take, Curtis? Well, I've never taken him seriously as Fandango because he's always just dancing or being fashion police. So uh, I've, I've always wanted Johnny Curtis to be back to see how he would be because he's he's a great, like, wrestler. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I think Legato... Wait. Yeah, Legato, I think Legato will get it because that's odd. Though, I'm, that... I'm I'm liking their stuff. Yeah, but it's like it's two heel teams. You're gonna have a, a heel team chase the the heel champions. Who's who's the contenders for um the for this show? Is it um for the what's it called the tag team titles? Tag team titles aren't on the card. Oh, it's not. No, this no, is just... their their tag division is just 
I mean, from you go back like six months, it was really good. Their tag division right now is 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 very very thin. Imperium has never had a program going into two straight takeovers. They've been champions when In Your House came by. They've been champions when Thirty has come, which is coming tomorrow, and they've been they have been excluded from the card both times. Now. I, so the tag guys yeah. haven't even been making takeover shows lately. I no no offense to the three teams on the pre-show, but that's probably whoever wins is probably the second best team behind Imperium which is saying a lot about their tag division. Well, well I, mean, I personally think Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch are a great I, team. Yeah, I, I think, I, to be honest with you, Gabe, I think they're going to win. Oni Lorcan has been trending upwards over the last couple yeah, he weeks. Has. Kind of. So, uh, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, like, social media-wise. Well, oh, really? He's, right, he's yeah. always socially active doing silly stuff like, oh, so-and-so kicked my ass on television tonight. Yeah, he was he was uh, trending a couple weeks ago on Twitter for um, – uh, for something, and then he was trending when he took on Cross. People said that they 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 liked the way he came in. So just trending like that, I would probably lean towards them winning the match. I think they should win the match, and I will go with them only for one thing because Lorcan and Birds as a team could work really well with Imperium on an episode yeah. of NXT, and they can deliver a great yep. match on television for one week. So it's only because of their ability and the fact that I guess they're baby faces. Because, like, Legato Del Fantasma is getting pushed, and Santos Escobar and them are getting a lot of TV time, but they're heels. And as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure Imperium are heel tag team champs. So you're going to have it. I don't think they would do heel versus heel team. So no, Rizango had their shot a, a month ago or, or two, and they, they lost. So why why nobody's going to believe them no. if they get another shot again? Whereas at least with Lurkin and Birch, sir, people probably won't think that they'll win, but at least. They haven't just challenged on television and lost and are getting another shot like Brizongo. At least like the Lorcan and Birch versus Imperia matchup would be fresh up would be a fresh match to do on USA. So I'll go with them just on the fact that like it's like like trying to think analytically for booking and it's like I gotta take out Phantasma, because they're heels. I gotta take mm-hmm. out Brizongo, because they just got a shot on television and lost, and if they win again, nobody's gonna buy it. So it's like you by de facto have Lorcan and Birch who haven't got a tag team title shot on TV this year yet. And they're also happen to be a babyface team, so I'm just kind of going with them. You know what I mean? And they're and they're great workers. I'm an Imperium. They match, are. Honestly, really yeah. Good. Yeah. It would be a great, great, t- great TV match because we all know that yeah. they're not going to build it to the next takeover. It'll happen no. on, on USA Network at some time in September or whatever. But uh, it'll be a great match. And uh, they're the they're the only two that I can really see winning this thing. On the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with so with Breezango already having a shot, and they lost, right? So, yeah, like a month or I, yeah, month and a half ago, yeah. So yeah, they don't do heel versus heel. So yeah, I, I was gonna say Breezango, but I didn't know that they already had a shot, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't do that again, other than like maybe later down the line if there's a story. But I guess it'll be uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. It, like just with the, how the lineup is, it's the only team that makes sense. So watch it. Yeah. yeah. So watch they'll actually book Breezango to win on the pre-show, guaranteed. <laughs> And anyway, so that's that's the pre-show. I will be watching it because i got to test my Fire Stick stream because it's iffy at times, but then sometimes it works perfect. Because if it starts really freezing through the half-hour pre-show, I'll know i got to find something else. But if it works fine, then I know it's going to work good for the rest of it. So I will try and, and watch this match, and I'll probably be the only one able to review it because I know you boys ain't, ain't too big on, on watching them fucking pre-shows, and I don't blame you. It's not like a oh, lot I'll, happens. I'll, I'll, definitely wa- I'll definitely watch it tomorrow for sure. Oh, really? You're going to watch the pre-show? I'm shocked about that, to be honest. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I want to see who's going to be number one contender. I want to see what kind of match it's going to be. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pop in. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to watch too. And, and to me, and to me, if it's a really good pre-show match, that's just gonna that's just gonna up the ante for the the main show, which is it's true. It's true. It'll set the standard. And now yeah. we're gonna go into the main card. So this is where I butcher the actual match order because I always get it wrong. I think of oh, how it's like. Stru- I always structure it the way I think they're going to do it, and they always do it in a completely oh, different Oh, I want to see your way. first match. I'm going to go with the... You'll never get the structure right. I'll dude. never get it's, it right, but at least... Everywhere. Hey, at least you can give me credit for, like, trying to think it, even if it's fucking yeah. wrong every podcast. <laughs> I'm going with the, the I'm going with the ladder match for the opener. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the vacant NXT North American Championship ladder match. So what happened oh. in the lead into this was Keith Lee just decided that... Uh, Somebody else needs to hold the secondary title. So mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to give somebody else a shot to win this belt because that's what I'm going to do. And he let Regal vacate it and he stripped himself of his own championship to let somebody else have a shot at it. If I were him, I would have kept that fucking thing, you know, especially with what's happening to him later on the show. And we'll get to that. Um, but he gave it away and they decided to do a bunch of triple threat qualifiers leading up to the actual takeover. So surprisingly, Bronson Reed was the first man to qualify for this match, and uh, he beat Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano in a uh, a triple threat match, and he pinned Roddy to qualify. So then after that, Dexter Loomis was originally the second man to qualify, and he he made Timothy Thatcher pass out and Finn Balor was also involved in that triple threat. But Wait, Jerry, what? I'm not Timothy even kidding. Thatcher? I'm Come not on. even kidding you, dude. That's what, BS. What, well, like I told Braden when it happened, Gabe, I said, you know what? The way they, they put him in the match and then he got injured and they had to take him out. That would have been my pick to win. The way he's, he, he, he's been scheduled on NXT lately. They, I think they're going to try to make a big start of him, but unfortunately he's hurt. He got so he got hurt in that triple threat, so he got scrapped immediately upon being in it. So he got taken out. Yeah. So then they went along with the third qualifying match, which ended up being the second. But Damian Priest uh, defeated um, Ridge Holland. He didn't get pinned, but uh, who else was in that match with Priest? I can't remember who else was in, in, that, in that match. So let me just look it up here real quick. Um, oh, yes, Oni Lorcan was who Priest pinned, and then Ridge Holland was the, the third guy who didn't get get beaten. So Priest qualified. Then after that, there was another triple threat. Cameron Grimes against Kushida and a mystery third opponent who ended up being none other than the Velveteen Dream, despite all the drama that's gone on with him. I'm actually quite surprised that uh, he, he came back and is now on the card, and we'll get to him very soon. So due to Dexter Loomis getting hurt, I believe there was only going to be one redemption spot. But with him getting hurt, it opened up two. So they did two um, singles matches with the guys who never got pinned or submitted. So Johnny Gargano took on uh, Ridge Holland, the the NXT UK talent, who's had two televised matches on USA. So he won, (coughs) nearly died in the match, and landed on his neck bad. But, like, at least... At least he didn't get, like, actually severely hurt. They they stopped it. Then they proceeded to retape it. And I guess he was fine to go through it and do his the end segment there. And then, lastly, Finn Balor, who didn't get submitted in the Thatcher triple threat with Dexter Loomis, got another shot. And he took on Velveteen Dream, who didn't get pinned when Grimes qualified. And Dream, due to a distraction from Timothy Thatcher, ended up winning and being the last man to qualify. So... 
being taken off TV for months. Uh, I thought it was due to the scandals that had been involved with him, but allegedly it was due to a car accident. So says Triple H. But here he just comes back, and he's qualified for this card. The last guy to qualify for the match. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's such a good example during this Me Too movement or the Speak Out movement. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you, are any of you aware of the Velveteen drama? I mean, I've known it for, I guess, since when it first happened, but, like, I I didn't think it would, like, come back, like, well, I don't know. My, it wasn't my, it wasn't a big deal since I guess when it first came up. So I don't know why it's still you know relevant. I feel like it should be taken care of as soon as well, possible, not like later on. So that's just weird on WWE's end. My thing is, if you go to Impact's case, Impact released Michael Elgin. He was in a bunch of claims. He hasn't wrestled since then, right? He hasn't wrestled on any other wrestling promotion since he got released by Impact. They brought Dream back, so obviously something cleared up where they thought, okay, he's innocent, we're going to put him back on TV. Because Triple H is not a dumb guy, and he's not going to put somebody back on TV that still has an ongoing case or an ongoing accusation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he must have been innocent or they found nothing about it. I just I yeah. was just like, I don't know. I guess he must be innocent or something. I don't know. I yeah. guess you're always innocent until proven guilty. But Exactly, yeah. Uh, he was never charged. There's never been any Patrick Clark court dates or anything like that. So I guess it's all water under the bridge. But I think he's he's kind of tarnished his spot a bit with the boys in the back and, 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 and all that. I, think I, don't, I, I, I don't think so, right? Because... Uh... If you know. guys, I, I don't know if I don't know if Gabe, if you watch hockey, and I know Brady and you do, but remember mm-hmm. a couple years ago, uh, or a few actually probably five six years ago, but med, remember Brady when Patrick Kane got that accusation against him? Very vaguely, very yeah. vaguely. Okay, he he went off. Everybody had all this stuff to say about him. Like, oh, you know what? I never thought he would do that, but I have no respect for him. And then a couple months down the road, the, they actually found out the girl that accused him was just doing it to get money out of him because he got a new big contract. And he was actually innocent. So, uh, to, to me, I don't think it's tarnished. If it comes out that he is guilty, yeah, I think he would be tarnished and he'd probably get released. But uh, until, like like you said, until he's proven guilty, if that is the case, I don't think it's. I don't think he's tarnished in the back room. Yeah, I, I agree with that because uh, I remember there was a big YouTube drama with this guy named Pro Jared. Like, oh, God, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I, I kind of didn't like him. Um ever since like his whole drama came up yep. and then he came out, he came out with his like side because yep. he's been like quiet for the longest time. Yeah. Even his closest friends tried defending him, yeah. but all the well, people just kept burying them. And then he finally came out and said, Hey, this is my side. Hey, it's your yeah. choice to believe it or not. And he just proved his like innocence, even though uh, the phrasing is innocence until proven guilty. Yeah. Now with today and the whole me Too speak out technology, like, like era, you're always guilty until yeah. proven innocent. Well, look, so... look at look at the Enzo Amore thing. He got released because of something like that. And I think two, yeah, two three months after he got released, the girl came out and said, no, I was just trying to chase him for money. He actually never did that. He would never do that. He's a super nice human being. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she released a big thing on... So I'm not saying that whoever the girl is, is, is you know, probably just doing this to... Because Velveteen Dream's probably a really big star in, in NXT right now. And probably later on if he goes up to the main roster. But I don't think Triple H would bring him back knowing that there's still a case out there. Exactly. And NXT is like one of the, you know, flagship yeah. brands of WWE. Exactly. Which yep. which Vince Vince is always like seeing everything. So if he mm-hmm. 
you know, if he saw, I guess, someone who's guilty, obviously, wrestle for his, like, brand, he wouldn't want that. So, obviously, with Triple H letting him on NXT, it's, uh, you know, it's clear that Vince and Triple H are saying, like, yeah, yeah Velveteen exactly. Dream is innocent until there's something. And so far, there's nothing other than he, he, she said this, whatever. So, so after that... After all that discussion about Dream, regardless, he's 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 here. He's on the takeover card. He's challenging for the vacant North American Championship, and um, I I I think he's not gonna win. I don't think either him or Gargano are gonna win this match. Being former champs, they had their run with that. Really, with I belts. I think I think Gargano's gonna win it. I nah. Really, I, I don't. I think yeah. oh, I think I, don't I think this was the done. Other three winning. At all, you don't see Priest winning. That's my pick for this match. I want Cameron well, Grimes I mean, to win, but I don't expect him to win at all. I would prefer. Yeah, that. I think but I think Priest Grimes is my he, my he's choice working to win his this way thing. Up. Mm-hmm. But he's not ready yet. Uh, if, Bronson if, Reed, I he's not ready at all. Damien Priest, I think he's ready, but I, I haven't seen a match or program with him in a while, so he could win. I don't know, but I feel like Gargano, oh, in my opinion. I, I mean, oh, I haven't watched NXT in like the last two months, so. <laughs> Braden, Braden, put a big bold dot beside that prediction. Duly noted. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, Gabe, have you seen the um, the new faction on Raw slash SmackDown? Oh, the what's it called? Retribution. Retribution? Yeah. Hmm. So there is rumors out there. Now I'm not saying it's a clear source, but there's rumors that Gargano is a part of that, and that this could be his last match. It could be his swan song. In NXT. Yeah, I think there's rumors that Champa is like the leader. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, or something. yeah, well, yeah, because he's got a thing with, you know, uh, a, a me- our social media uh, disliking with uh, the man in the main event there. Of SummerSlam. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, until there's more news about Gargano and Retribution, I'm going to just go with Gargano then. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. I, 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 I've read rumors that he, he's in there, so I'm personally not going to go Gargano. I'm going to, you know, me and Braden are going to team up on this one. I think Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think, I think not to cut you off there, sorry, Braden. No, it's all good. Um, but uh, I think since Gargano's in this match, I think it's going to be probably like a Gargano dream at the top. Dream of Gargano knock Dream off, and you think, oh, here, here goes Gargano. And Priest will walk up and or, or climb up and get it, and that's your ending to Gargano and NXT. I don't know if Gargano's I done with NXT, but this this match was built up on on the idea of giving somebody new a chance. Yeah. They've repeated yep. that over and over on television since mm-hmm. Keith Lee relinquished it. Johnny and Dream are not new with that belt. They've held it no, before. Th- They're there yeah, to no. fill up spots and be the veteran presence. And they're going to make the match better. Yeah, so that's what I mean. They're going yeah. to be the veteran yeah. presence to help it go along. Yeah. Um, Priest hasn't won a singles title yet. I, they're clearly very high on him. And at this point, he's a lot older than I thought he was. Like, he's, like, late 30s. He's, like, 37, yep. 38. Yep. You yep. got to do something with him now. Like, he... And and mm-hmm. and, and his, uh, what's it called, the last couple of weeks on NXT, who's he been feuding with? Cameron Grimes, so there's your first program right any, there. And so. he kind of bushed, uh, brushed up with Bronson Reed too a bit in yeah. the lead up to this whole thing. So, but I think that's you know the, what I've noticed the like, with the past the couple on. of. Hmm? 
hello. You know what I've noticed, like ever since I came back about NXT. What's that? They're 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 trying to start that new era. Like like the past couple of years, always been Gargano, Champa, mm-hmm. Bianca, whoever. You know, uh, EO, you know, Asuka and uh, Kyrie, they're all gone now from NXT, or they're starting to leave NXT. So now they're trying to start the new new breed like Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed. So I think, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know who predicted Cameron Grimes, but whoever said that, I think that's a smart decision. But I'm just going to stick with Gargano because I, I don't know. I want to shake this up. I said <laughs> I'd put the North American title on Grimes if I were booking this thing. He'd be my choice to win it. But I know how Triple H and them think, and they want to push these athletic big men, it seems, these days. That's kind of, they're, they're making it like the Haas brand with all the big guys that they've been pushing. And Priest has been, he's been in that upper echelon a bit. And I think that's, yes, the, guy, I think that's the guy they're going to go with. I'd put the belt on Cam, but, you know, yep. he's, he's a small dude. He's a great wrestler. I think he's one of the, I think he's one of the unsung heroes of the, the, the pandemic era of, yeah he's 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 really really coming to his own and i was even liking him before that by the end of of last year when he had that brief little rivalry with kushida i thought they put on very mm-hmm. good matches on television i would put the north american championship on cameron grimes if i was booking this thing but yeah i'm not <laughs> so well i think the, you know what you know what Braden? they even said that in impact before he won the uh the x division title mm-hmm. oh he's too small he's too small even though the x division is supposed to be high flying guys He's too small. I don't think he has the persona to be a champion. And then they put it on him in, in a great in a great uh, Ultimate X match. And he literally made Impact trend upwards. He was their top star for a while. And then that's why WWE signed him. So, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he won. But I think it's between Priest and Grimes. Yeah, it's either one of the two. But I'm still sticking yeah. with Priest to win it. So, yeah. Because it's definitely not going to be Bronson Reed. They put him over, and they had him hold the belt up on the go-home show. That's a, a clear indication that you ain't winning the thing. But they do yeah. it because they, they can't make Bronson look like he's, like, the complete loser of the five. They did it to make it seem like, oh, maybe he's got his job. But when you're standing tall with the belt on the go-home show, usually you're not the one to win on the said wrestling event. It's just mm-hmm. the pattern and how it goes. So, yes, if I were booking, I'd have Cameron Grimes win the belt, but I'm sticking with Damian Priest to win this thing. So yeah, we can move on now. Or is that is everybody good there? So me and yep. Brandon pretty much agreeing with both our our absolute picks and who we who we'd want. And then Gabe, you still very much sticking with Gargano to win the North American title for a second time, correct? Yeah, I, I think Gargano. Like I feel like he he could do another run. To be honest, so um, yeah, that's my pick. All right, so moving on from there, we can just kind of take a, a guess of what could be next. But I'm going to go with uh, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher to be maybe the second match on the card in the second spot. And this is interesting. So these guys had maybe two interactions. Balor attacked Thatcher after he passed out to Dexter Loomis. But I kind of understand why this is on the card. It's more for Thatcher's sake. So for the last month or two, Timothy Thatcher has been doing these awesome vignettes where he's stretching guys in submissions and he's mm-hmm. teaching Thatch's Thatch Can Wrestling. <laughs> That's his brand. Oh, I heard about that. He, he calls I it Thatch's Thatch it. Can instead of like Thatch's Thatch Can. Yeah. Thatch's Thatch yeah. Can uh, style wrestling. And he stretches guys in these vignettes and he tells them to give up and surrender and all this stuff. So they've been doing this. They've been building it up big time. So when there was a triple threat match with Loomis and Balor, I thought, well, it's obviously going to be Balor or Thatcher who's going to win. Well, fuck. It ended up being uh, Dexter Loomis who won that match. So 
after that, um, after the match was done and Thatcher had passed out to Dexter, Balor beat him up and beat him up for losing. And then I thought that was just it, that because Velveteen Dream did the same thing to Kushida last week and nothing came of that. But when Balor had his last chance match against Dream, who cost, who cost him the match? It was Timothy Thatcher. So with that going on, I imagine this got booked, I guess for both guys' sake, since Balor is a decently big star and they've been building Thatcher up very strong through these vignettes. And honestly, those two guys in the ring together... That could be magic if it's given a good amount of time. Like, these Yo, are both very great wrestlers. Yo, that have a five-star, yeah. Like, just the ability of both guys. Caliber. The, like, if they click, right? Because sometimes two great workers might not have any chemistry at all. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they will end up working fine together. And, I mean, Balor could pretty much work with anybody. And Thatcher's yeah. a very, like, um, technical-style wrestler. And I think, like, that can mesh well with Balor's more, like, athletic um, you know, performance style. And I think this does have quite a bit of potential, even if it has the least build <laughs> out of the entire card, not counting the pre-show match, because that doesn't count. That's not even important enough to make the main takeover card. So excluding the pre-show match, this of the main card has the least build of it all. But it's got, I'm thinking it's got to be done for Thatcher's sake. Like, I know Balor's been winning on it takeovers. I know he's been winning on takeovers. He won uh, his return to takeover against Matt Riddle at War Games. He beat Gargano in Portland. He beat Damian Priest at In Your House. Uh Now, this would be his fourth takeover against Thatcher. But after building Timothy up with these Thatcher's Thatch Can vignettes, you make him pass out to Dexter Loomis. And so now you're going to go out there and have him lose to Balor. Well, now you're just killing the guy dead after just signing him. He's got no momentum now. Well, this this is my thing, right? You look at... Um, his last match against Damian Priest, and you look at the one against Thatcher. Mm-hmm. I think I think Damian Priest, as of right now, is probably higher on the on the on the uh, um, chart the to- as a the totem pole, yeah, as they say. Yeah, totem pole, as he's probably more clear as a main event star before Thatcher is right now. So why wouldn't they make Priest win against Balor, right, and then have you know maybe Thatcher beat him this time? I can't see him winning all those takeovers and losing the Thatcher. I know, but my... like, but like, that if if Thatcher didn't like some, like pass out to Dexter Loomis a sleeper hole, yeah, I would have I would have less of an issue of him losing to Finn here. But you build up the guy with Thatcher's Thatch can. You have him beat fucking Matt Riddle on Riddle's way out. Yeah, and now this is his first takeover match ever. I think he needs to win more than Finn. I do. I think he needs the win more see, than Finn. See, I, I, I'm going to... This ties into my main event, so I'm not going to spoil my main event, but, I mean, if mm. people listen, they, they obviously know who I'm going with in the main event. Um, I, I, I think Balor, you know, if Cole is out of it, if Cole is not going to be in the main event picture anymore, let's say Gargano and Chopper are, are, are going to go up to the main roster. My thing is, you got Lee and Cross in the main event. Who is that other big main event star? And I don't think if Thatcher wins, he's going to go directly there. You got Priest or Grimes in the uh, the NA title picture. So my thing is if Balor's going to, to me, Balor should win because I think he's the next one in line for whoever wins the championship, the NXT championship Mm. between Lee and Cross. But didn't two months ago almost, Brandon, didn't you say that you can't see Balor really going after the belt? He hasn't, he already won. Oh, no, no, no. I I You mentioned that in June. 
Yeah, I said that. I don't think I don't think Balor's going to win the title, but I think he would be that next. You know, if, if let's say if Lee beats Cross, he'd be the next challenger. If Cross beats Lee, he'd be the next challenger, just for them to build somebody up within that time of of Balor and whoever the title holder is at that time. Their program, they build another star and move somebody up to the main event level. I suppose so. As I said, like yeah. as I said, I I could see why you're going with Finn. He's won three straight yeah. takeovers. This would be his fourth straight takeover win yeah. if he wins, right? Well, if if he wins, if he wins, what is he going to like gain, you know? Like he he's going to kill Thatcher his mobility and credibility. And yeah, Finn Balor's so already a house. I don't I wouldn't name, say he's going to so... kill it, but like nobody's going to think Timothy's going to win again after this. Yeah, loses. but that's he, he, here's my thing, right? He beat Priest at the last takeover. Priest is in a uh, North American title match, and me, me, well, you, Braden, well, have he, predicted him to win. Yeah, what's but... his name? Uh, Priest is like he's a he did show a good like like match though, so that's what made that's what saved his like credibility. And I know yeah, Thatcher but... can like pull off a good match because uh, I've seen a good amount of his matches, but it's against like Finn Balor. And also passing out to Dexter, right? So it's just yeah. Damian didn't know. have that type of ridiculous submission loss before he challenged yeah. him to take over. No, and, but and on top but... of that, he was he was winning matches on TV, and he had a good television presence. By the time they paired him with Finn for that takeover, anyway, he was yeah, in a much was... better spot going into the takeover match with Finn than Thatcher is in right now. Yeah, in my but opinion. he was he was winning matches on TV, but he was losing on takeover. So they were building him up just to, to break him back yeah, down. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: Thatcher is winning in vignettes, but also losing on television. And you want him to also lose on Takeover? Holy fuck! So, like, he, so here's you know? here's the finish that I see with this match: Thatcher's gonna win, and he's gonna make Finn Balor pass out because you know Finn Balor is, you know, the the extraordinary man who can do all that crap. So he's gonna not tap. Yeah, like, and the then, Prince. To make him pass prince. out, yeah, the prince, with an X for the C I'm, or whatever, he, however he spells it now. I don't know why over the C. That's so weird. Out of all the letters, again, I understand why Brandon thinks Balor's gonna win because he's been winning at takeovers. They've been booking him to win those big matches he gets booked for. So I understand giving him a fourth straight takeover win and then keeping him in a position to where he can challenge for the main event title. I get that. Yeah, I get it's, that. it's not. It's not just because he's three zero in, in the last takeovers. It's just it's, to me if. Cross and Lee and their feud at this takeover. Whoever wins, who's their next well, challenger? When we get to that, I will think yeah. that it, it, it'll go on regardless. I think there's more to that yeah, rivalry I, than yeah. just this one off. So when we get to that, yeah. we will discuss all that. However, I can see why you think Balor would be a favorite. I would usually go with him, but I really think booking wise, Thatcher needs the win, and usually NXT does smart stuff like that. But if they do mm. have Timothy Thatcher lose, then they're really just squandering him on the the black and gold brand. Their booking of him ever since the vignettes kind of started picking up has been questionable. Like, you're going to make a, a submission expert on the black and gold brand tap out to fucking... Oh, not even tap out. He passed out to Dexter Loomis. But you're going to have that guy who's supposed to be all about submissions lose to submission? That didn't make sense to me, man. And this is... I think this is yeah. going to be... The, I think this match has to be the rehab job to undo that bullshit. So I'm going with Timothy Thatcher to win this. I could be wrong... I'm just doing it on a on an analytical booking thing. Like, I mean, I could have done the same thing with Grimes and said he's going to take it. But I'm also looking at it as Triple H's got to know that, like, <laughs> Thatcher needs to fucking win on a big stage, man, to, to propel him forward. So mm -hmm. we'll see. But Gabe, what about you, man? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you 100%, uh, Braden. Timothy Thatcher, he's going to, like I said, the finish is going to be him making Finn Balor pass out. So I'm just a, that's just I'm just a third wheel it. over here now. Well, I mean, you, you're on my side for first match. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but anyway, um, Finn can take the loss too. He's a big enough star that's not going to hurt yeah, him. Yeah, he can. It's not going to hurt him. He's got momentum. His momentum will not be halted taking one loss to, to good old Timothy here, I don't think. I think we, we, what's we that, might Brandon? have to we might have to place some bets on this then. It's getting interesting. Mm, I don't deal I don't deal with money, <laughs> my man. I'm just kidding. Friendly but, bet. But yeah, so Brandon, any last uh, opinions on this match and your predictions for it? No, I'm I, I'm gonna stick with with uh, it ties into my main event, and I think I think Balor is gonna win. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna hurt Thatcher a lot. I think they're gonna build them up. Um, I mean depends when we get fans back but i think they're going to build them up and build them up i think he's definitely going to be a star in the future just i think right now i think Ballard Ballard needs it a little bit more gotcha so anyway after that i guess we're going to move on to the nxt women's championship match io shirai defending <sighs> against dakota kai this so, is the hardest match on the card not necessarily i don't think no so. not really you don't I think, think so I, I think this is an easy first retention for io easily It'll yeah, be a good yeah, match. Yeah. It'll be a good match. Um, they made it more interesting. So Dakota Kai has kind of been attacking EO from behind for a few weeks. And then um, Dakota, due to this, was positioned to face Rhea Ripley with the number one contendership for the women's title on the line. And um, so Mercedes Martinez of the Robert Stone brand ended up costing Rhea the match. And Dakota became the number one contender to the women's title and said she was going to do it all by herself, this, that, and the other. Raquel Gonzalez was strangely pulled from TV for this month-long period. And then on the Go Home Show, when EO's beating the fuck out of Dakota Kai, who should come back but Raquel Gonzalez, and they double-team and destroy EO, leave her laying. And that's the last thing we've seen for the build-up to this women's title match going into this, uh, going into tomorrow night. So I figured Dakota, at some point, was going to get a takeover title shot after she turned heel. I just didn't really know when. It wasn't during Rhea Ripley's small time in the sunlight. I still can't believe like her momentum has just been killed due to that Charlotte thing. Where, where is she? Like I haven't heard she's anything been feuding. about her since. Okay, you want to uh, know? I, I, I might as well use this time to rant about it. So, what she's been doing on NXT television is just feuding with the Robert with Robert Stone and the women on his brand. So it started with Aaliyah, who, yeah, be, you're going to be a really big feud there with Rhea Ripley against Aaliyah. But then they made it slightly more interesting by having Mercedes Martinez join the Robert Stone brand and focus on I don't, I don't think that it. works. Well, they're doing it. Well, they're, they're, doing it they're, they're doing it because they want to build Mercedes Martinez into the next Baszler, into the next Rhea Ripley. She's going to be the next yeah, dominant. She's going to be I the next you, dominant but woman. She's. <laughs> But with the Robert Stone brand, like I could see what's yeah, her name, I, Chelsea I, Green and Aaliyah, like that makes sense. But yeah, I don't think Mercedes she's gonna last Martinez, long. Yeah, Chelsea Green see, ditched yeah. uh, Robert Stone. She said she didn't need his service yeah. anymore, and she really hasn't been seen since then. Well, and uh, <laughs> so that's going on. So Rhea Ripley <laughs> fucking comes into this year as women's champion. She's got all the momentum in the world. They fucking have Charlotte win the Royal Rumble, feud with her, take the belt off her. Killer momentum. They give a triple threat where they decide, well, we're going to finally give EO a time in the sun. They don't even have EO pin Charlotte. They have her pin Rhea. 
And then Rhea's just out of the title picture after a brief little little run, and she got she got fucked hard this year, man. Bad, I think. You, you she think got she just, pissed someone off? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I think it's just, I don't know. Just it was just this experiment with Charlotte, so where that's all they seen, and I, I don't know. It just it, it worked out for the worst for Rhea Ripley, and she well well, well my thing is if, if she's feuding with Mercedes Martinez, in my opinion, I think she's the next dominant female in NXT. Well, that means Rhea's going to put her over in the end, so that's another loss for her, so she's pretty much No, done. but she's going to she's gonna put her over because she, she's... I, I, I can't believe she hasn't been called up yet, but I think any time now, man. I would hope so. I really so, do. Because that's the only I thing, because really in NXT, she's dead in the water, man. In NXT, yeah, because she's dead in the water. You, you, look at, you look at SmackDown right now, and I mean, you have Asuka challenging Bayley for the SmackDown's women title. They don't have any anybody women-wise on SmackDown. Bailey's been through everybody, so my thing is she's got to be coming up, like very, very soon. Mm, I guess we've been we've been speculating that since in your house, and she's still been yeah. on the television. So anyway, we shouldn't make this about the Rhea Ripley ranting about how she fucking lost all momentum and is just another gal on the roster, which sucks, but it is what it is. It's about Io and Dakota, and this is Io's first takeover title defense. I believe it's Dakota Kai's first ever women's championship match on a takeover as well. We're at an actual takeover mm-hmm. event. She's challenging for the belt. I could be wrong, but I don't think she's... I don't think she has challenged for the title at a takeover before. I know she had, like, a quick shot against Shayna Baszler on NXT television when she was, like, that, that you know, the, the plucky baby face along, like, a couple years ago. But I don't think she's ever challenged for the belt on takeover. But she's got her, her heavy, Raquel Gonzalez, in her corner watching her back through the match. So it's to give uh, Io some peril. She might not retain, but I think you know it's probably going to be a very good match. Dakota yep. Kai is great. Io Shirai is probably the best, one of the, if not the best, women's wrestler in the in the entire yep. world. It's going to be, if not even a great match. But I see this as nothing more than just Io will pin Dakota in the end with a moonsault after a nice first takeover title defense and go on to whoever's next, or maybe they'll continue the feud on television. I see this as an easy first title retention for Io Shirai. What say you guys? Well, I say, yeah, I agree with you with Io. I'm just wondering who would she feud with right after for the belt. If it's right after. I don't think this. You don't think it's going to last long? Yeah. You think it's a complete one-off this match? You don't think it it continues after? I mean, mean, if it will, it's just going to be a stretch. Like, I don't know. What what was the last uh, women's title match? Like, I mean, no, women's title feud before the Charlotte um, reign, I guess. Well, there was uh, Shayna and Rhea, where Rhea won the belt. And then there before that was Shayna and uh, I guess Io would have been the last one where it went over a few takeovers in television time, which was last summer. Shayna and, and Io Shirai, when Io was still uh, um, with the, wearing the mask and her original babyface run, the, the tiger mask thing or whatever she used to wear out to the ring if you remember that time oh period. yeah um that probably would have been I the last that. time where it yeah. stretched over a couple months yeah so i because these women's matches have always been one-offs in my opinion i don't really see this going on to be honest like when was this feud started uh, a couple weeks ago uh maybe like a, a month month and a half max four or five weeks it's been going i'd say and this is Eo's first like defense, so it'd be yep. really like weird to give her all that confetti and then lose it to Dakota. Yeah, no, and she, then have a whole, I, don't, like... I do not see her losing here at all. 
Okay, yeah, well, and then have a whole feud. So I think I think EO is going to take it, and then maybe the feud's going to die here because I don't really see what's more. Here's here's what I'm thinking, and uh, you know, I'm uh, you you both know I'm a betting man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, she she beat Tegan Knox clean on TV, so Tegan's not getting a shot for a while. They're going to build her up more. Uh, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae for me are. Um, I, I would say they're probably getting to their their end end of their time. I would say in NXT, I'm not saying it, it's going to be over soon, but I think they're more like gatekeepers, if if you will, right now for for the roster. Um, this has upset written all over it, but the only reason I'm going to say Dakota Kai is so they can stretch out the feud because there's mm. nobody else. There's nobody else in line. Like, I, I'm going to say she's not going to win clean because she's got Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. She's going to win dirty, and it's going to be a distraction, or, or what, and then it's going to cause a low blow, and she's going to hit her hit her finish. And it's going to continue out to probably, I would probably say maybe next takeover, or it'll Whoa. end just before next takeover. I was going to say, you think this, they stretch the thing out to November? Jesus, that's a, that's, a um, that's going to be, yeah. Well, I, I'd probably say, hmm. I'd probably say, ah, oh man, if they do stretch it out, I'd probably say end of September at the earliest it'll end. That I can buy. Um, but the only reason I think Dakota wins is because they're going to try to look for somebody new, and I think that new is probably Mercedes Martinez. Well, then you need um, a babyface to why – would, why would it be heel versus heel? That would mean EO should return. No, 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 no. My, my thing is Dakota Kai is going to win, right? She's the heel. Yeah. And then EO's going to take it back on television. Oh, so you, yeah, you, you but, think they should hot potato shit? They've been kind of yeah, j- j- just to stretch it out. Because if she wins clean over Dakota Kai, what do you do for the next two and a half months up to the next takeover? Who's she gonna face? Okay, well it just depends on the booking for the finish. Like if 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 it's a malfunction at the junction between Dakota and Raquel, you can have the heel say, "Well, my own bodyguard kind of cost me," or like, "Oh, you got lucky," and then the, you can bait the babyface into defending the title again. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, there are ways around it, but I get your point. It's just like yeah. that the women's title very rarely changes hands a lot. That's a title in NXT that really doesn't bounce a lot. I think there've been like like nine or ten champions yeah. total. Like it's it's the title that changed hands the least out of all the NXT belts. So, yeah, but but look, that but is, look that at is the, true. Look at yeah. the people that have had it right. They they've built them up and and made them dominate. Right, Baszler when she. I don't know if it was her first or second title reign. Her second title reign was the dominant one. Yeah, she had, what, six, seven months of it? And then she did drop it, and they played hot potato for a bit, and then she got it back. So I I don't see... I like. I love Yo Shirai, and you guys know how much I like her. Mm -hmm. I just don't think she's the... You know, because the heel's got to be the most dominant champion. I don't think she's a babyface. Not necessarily. Yeah, but I don't think think they're going to put Yo Shirai over as a Baszler or Asuka... In that sense, I, I think they're going to probably, I'm not saying it's Martinez, but they're going to create some heel and somebody that is going to be there for a while. So that's why I think it's going to go back and forth between Oregon and Dakota yeah, over the like, next month or two. It's just like, like heels always have long range. You got to give the baby face something sometime, man. Like, it's like just, you can have a, a good baby if, face reign too, If Eel was doing the, the, the heel thing like she was before she actually won the title and changed the baby face, I would have said, yeah, you know, here, the run for her title reign is going to be really long, but I can't see it as a baby face. I think maybe she'll lose, and if she does turn heel again, I think she'll have she a shouldn't. longer reign. But as 
She should. But as a baby, as a baby face, I don't, I don't see her having a long reign. Nah, I beg to differ. I guess we're about to find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What what say you, Gabe, on uh, your analysis of this here match? Uh, I mean, it's it's just a simple title defense, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. there's nothing really much for me to talk you, about. You, just you, nice you and echo sweet. my opinion, like, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Everything that you said, uh, Braden, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw the card. So, uh, I mean, but it should he, be. It's, 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 he was like defense, yeah. first defense too. So it's yeah, it's definitely you, her match for the win. You got to give me a little credit because I did call the finish at NXT in your house. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I, also, yeah, yeah. I called it too. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I was the I'm one who was negative winning. about them giving the belt to Shirai. So now I'm yeah. actually saying, well, maybe they're going to give her a sure. couple of takeover title defenses. Maybe she'll yeah. retain at a couple big events. Yeah, my, yeah. As a conquering I, I just, baby face would be nice. I just think, I, I just think they're going to hot potato it. I mean, I, like, I'm not saying she's not going to have a long reign. I'm just saying she's going to lose at this takeover, but she'll continue in the future to be the title holder till probably the next takeover. But I think she'll drop it and then win it back on TV. Yeah, there was. You think they're gonna Nakamura her a bit? That's what they did with Nakamura. They had him win the belt, and then he would lose yep. it. Yep. And he would win it back yep. on TV, and then he would lose it again. Yeah, they do that with babyface a lot. With, yeah, they, with a with a strong heel, they really don't. So mm, it's ridiculous. They got to give babyface yeah. something on this fucking brand, man. Like Jesus. Anyway, so that's that. That's that match. I'm sticking with with EO to get a successful first takeover title defense. The match should be very good to great. Both ladies work very hard. They know what they're doing. Uh, it should be something to see for sure. Um, again, let's go over Balor and Thatcher. Probably has a lot of potential if it's a singles bout that's going to go long and they give both guys a lot of time. And the ladder match is guaranteed to get a decent amount of time. And with everybody in that match, I expect something great as well. So now moving on to something that could be great but could be all kinds of – I don't even know what to expect. Adam Cole is taking on Pat McAfee in a singles match. I don't know about this. I'm really, really confused. Like, Okay, so let me break it down I'll, for you. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, please. Okay, so Adam Cole, right after losing the NXT title to Keith Lee, was invited on Pat McAfee's radio show or YouTube show. And in said interview, um, McAfee was poking the bear and talking about how Adam's success only comes from Undisputed Era how, yeah, he reigned for a long time, but it was through cheating and underhooked it in tactics and this and that and the other, and said that he was lucky to get a push because he was small. He's a small little dude. And after all this shit of talking shit about him as his heel character and then I guess about his size, Cole legitimately got up, it seemed, broke the microphone, cussed out McAfee on the show, tell him to, you know, fuck you, fuck this, blah, 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 yelling at him, pushed one of the... The other personnel on the show on his way out and just stormed out of the building. Now, again, it was very convincing that Adam got legitimately angry about being called tiny. I could see why that would push a nerve. And people were kind of wondering if it was legitimate or a storyline. Because people were like, there's no Of course no it's way. a storyline. Well, no, of but, like, def- but people were, were, yeah, of course it ended up being that, as we would find out on NXT television. But we didn't think WWE would sign off on Adam Cole F-bombing a million times and store and breaking a microphone and storming out like like oh going, he dropped he dropped F-bombs? multiple yeah. multiple yep. f bombs multiple f bombs so then and, that's, and, mm-hmm. and it's on the Pat McAfee show where I've watched a couple of his episodes and there's not a lot of swearing so it's like a well respected podcast 
Yeah, so like so, people were just like, WWE crap. would never sign off on, on a bunch of F-bombs. This has to be real. But then they brought Pat to NXT, and they did like a making up between him and Adam Cole for storyline purposes. And then um, you, you figured, okay, well, they're using Pat on TV now, so it must be building to something. And the original mm-hmm. rumor was maybe it's going to build to a match between the two of them and take over 30. Because they yeah. also highlighted where Pat did his like babyface predictions and shit and how he would have run-ins with Cole over the years and how they'd butt heads and all that stuff. And then Pat gets brought to an, an, an edition of NXT where allegedly he made up with Adam Cole before the show was taped or whatever. And then Pat's talking shit to Undisputed Era who are out having a tag team title match against Imperium. And Adam goes over and they have a big confrontation and this distracts O'Reilly and Fish and they end up losing the tag title match to Imperium Imperium retain the belts, and then Cole and McAfee start, you know, blabbering at each other and all that. And then a scuffle breaks out, Adam's hands are held behind his back, and then Pat punts his head like he would punt a football and knocked Adam Cole out cold. And they have the EMTs check Cole, and McAfee is thrown out of the building by security, and it's this big deal. Then a few weeks later, Adam Cole um, comes out and just kind of, like, does a big bury all of, of McAfee and dares him to show up on the go home show, which just happened this week. And then the go home show happened and the both guys bring again, McAfee surrounded by his like football cronies and Adam Cole's out there with undisputed era. And then they, they have their, their bodyguards of sorts leave. And it's just the two of them in the ring. And McAfee basically is the heel to the internet wrestling community, but I guess a baby face to football fans. It's the weirdest dichotomy ever. Because okay, he, so, okay, because yeah. he's like he he was talking about like I'm gonna beat you and the internet wrestling community is gonna have no thing to do but look up at me and know that a first timer beat you and you're gonna go down and all this like he like they're using smart terms here, dude. Like McAfee was like trying to be a heel to the smart fans that are gonna cheer for Adam Cole. It's like the the weirdest thing. But Adam Cole, before he cut a promo challenging McAfee to meet him uh, on this week's show. They beat up fucking Killian Dane and whoever Killian Dane was facing. I think it was Oni Lorcan, actually. And they beat these guys down on Disputed Air. did so Adam Cole could cut a promo. I'm like, okay, if I was really trying to position Adam Cole as the baby face of this thing, I wouldn't have had him beat up two competitors for fucking no reason with his cronies. Aren't we supposed to be cheering for this guy? He's the one who's being bullied and called small and getting kicked in the head. What's he doing attacking NXT personnel from behind? Like, who the fuck am I supposed to be cheering for here? But I think I'm supposed to be cheering... For Adam Cole, I think he's supposed to be the good guy that the wrestling fans are supposed to side for because you're supposed to say, fuck you, Pat, you're an outsider getting a shot because you're, you know, a D-list celebrity, I guess. That's how I'm interpreting this whole thing. Um, They must have a lot of faith in Adam Cole because is this McAfee's first pro match, like Dominic? Is this the first time he's Um, ever wrestling? uh, No. Okay, thank God for that. No. He's had matches like on in, on the independent yeah. circuit or like the, I think, yeah, I think he and Dominic also had pro matches. Dominic yeah, hasn't. Had... Dominic hasn't. No. he's trained, but he's never had a pro match. Yeah, he he's been with the WWE since 2015. He's just been training for about like five years. Yeah, but has he had a match? So he's only been training. Has he only no, been... Do- Dominic, no. But Pat, uh, McAfee, yes, on the indies, and then uh, okay. he was almost he was almost like oh man, I don't want to compare him to Riddle, but he was always like. You know, football player turned wrestler, and they were like, "Oh, he's pretty good for a, you know, an ex punter." And then they signed him, and he's supposedly been training at the Performance Center since 2016. He he hasn't, but well, he came on TV what 2018. So, I but uh, he, I can't find anything about him uh, 
being a wrestler in the indies for uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah, I think it. I don't think it was a lot. I think it was maybe like one or two matches he had. He but it, it says was, that he's he showed up for like some WWE stuff, like commentating and other stuff, uh, even mm-hmm. showing up in the crowd, but not wrestling in the indies. Yeah, it was it was on. I was actually on the Score app one day. I, I was searching through it and said X Punter McAfee as first wrestling match, and then W, and then I think a week later, WWE signed him, just because he, he looked decent. Okay. Again, he said you training, weird? but, you know, what's that? Um, He called Adam Cole small, a small, but he's like, what, a, an inch taller than him, so... <laughs> well, he's got bigger arms, right? So that's yeah, all he, that matters, he, right? He, like, if big, he got bigger he, arms, that's what matters. He's so. Yeah, he's a big he's a big boy. His, uh, his quads are the size of probably Adam Cole's body. His arms are definitely huge too. Like, yeah, he's a, like he may he's not be that boy. much taller than Cole, but as far as muscle mass goes, he's got more. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm a, the biggest Adam Cole fan ever, or that there could be, and I can admit that uh, McAfee much more muscle mass on that fucking on that fucking body. But anyway, he's the he's the jock outsider who's who's picking on the internet darling, and that's the kind of angle they're going for with this. So I think Adam Cole is supposed to be the guy we're supposed to cheer for. I think, and I think McAfee's the This is the so heel. weird. Yeah, is <laughs> but am I not describing this whole thing correctly? There, Brandon, you've kind of been following it a bit. Is this yeah, not like just, the proper you, interpretation? You described it. Yeah, you described it correctly. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think it's going to be. I want to say, yeah, people think it's going to be competitive. Um, I think it's. I think it's going to be better than you know the the regular WWE gimmick match where it's like. You know, Shaq versus Big Show or something like that. It's gonna be a little bit better than that, but it's I I probably say it's probably the shortest match of the night. I, I don't think it. I, yeah. I don't. I don't even think it goes seven seven minutes. It's got yeah. I can't imagine this thing going long unless they no. have like a whole ton of faith in Adam Cole as a worker to really no. bring out something out of McAfee yeah. here. This is McAfee's first ever televised WWE match. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, it's his just... first probably televised match ever. Yeah. Ever. In yeah. His whole exactly. Life. So, and the only reason they put this on the card is because they want to keep out Adam Cole relevant and keep him in the picture, I think. They don't want him sitting out of takeover. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I like after this, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. After I, this, I, what does I, he do? You know? Like, I mean, I, I, again, is, I, is I, McAfee I, signed with WWE? Yeah, he's so. been signed since 2016. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. 2016 or 17. I, I'm not sure on the date, but he's been signed for uh, a couple years. He was signed for... A year before he went on TV, at least, and he was training in the Performance Center, and then they brought him on TV because they liked his podcast and and his analysis on football and that, and they're like, "Oh, you'd be good for like the NXT booth and or that pre-show booth and that." Hmm. So, so. um, yeah, predictions, guys. <laughs> this is huh. this is a really interesting. Okay, feud. so he <laughs> like Brandon said that the Shirai versus Dakota match is is difficult. I find these. This match here and what we're going to talk about after probably the most difficult to pick. Really, I, I think do. this is the easiest. I, I think this is. I think this is the easiest one on the card. Really, you're that confident? Really? Yeah, Adam Cole winning. Yeah, eh? I'm. I'm kind of confused because Ma- Ma- McAfee gets a good flurry. People, you know, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like, you know, one of those UFC fights where it's a big favorite against a. a, a you know, it's David versus Goliath, and you know, David's gonna get the early early flurry, and you're gonna think, oh my gosh, they're they're gonna they're gonna make him win. And then it's going to be a beat down from there. And then after the match, UE's going to come down and they're just going to beat him down. And that's probably how it's going to end. After he loses? 
Yeah. Okay. Just gonna say I didn't hear it, but it finished there. I just heard by the yeah. End, well, the he, he'll probably he, would come he, out. he'll probably finish him with uh, I, I'd say two of his finishers, not one, two, because it's Adam Cole and he's gonna try to make a statement. And then Ue is gonna come out and maybe stomp on him in a bit, and and the, you know a bunch of referees gonna come out and stop it, and that's how it'll end. I don't know. I could see just WWE booking, and I know it's NXT, so it's a little different because it's Triple H, yeah. but I could see them wanting the outsider to win a match so that if they bring them back, they have more marquee value because they've won. Yeah, but, but my thing is, right, he lost to Keith Lee. He's he never did. got a rematch, right? Mm, well, um, not yet. No, not yet, exactly. Not yet, yeah. Imagine losing to Keith Lee in a great match and then losing to a you know, an effing punter. I I hear you. That, that would, that well, would ima- kill ima- him. Imagine being the longest reigning NXT champion. And exactly. Face, and then facing an ex football star uh, being booked for this match. That, yeah. After only, your, your title reign. Yeah, like I said, the only reason he's booked because Triple H and that creative team back there was like, hey, we don't have anything for Cole right now. Let's do this. Let's just keep him relevant and on the card. Yeah, uh, if he I just, loses... I just think this shows he... the state of affairs that he just needs to, like... I, I know you don't want him to go to Raw or SmackDown, but I feel like he's got to go at some point soon. Oh, he's got to go. He's done yeah. everything. He's done everything. What yeah. more is there in NXT to do for Adam Cole? Not much. I, 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 honestly, um, since we're, we're in a one match away from it, I honestly think he wins, and then he works his way into... Like you said, Lee and Cross are going to be feuding for a bit. I think he works his way into that, and if there's a triple threat match at some point, he'll probably get pinned again. And then that's his, you know, last goodbye to NXT. But uh, no, I, gosh, no. I mean, if he loses to McAfee, I will run naked in my neighborhood. Okay. I'm only going to go with Adam Cole for one reason. Yeah. And you know what that is? Since I'm, I'm choosing Adam Cole to be the baby face in this Mm -hmm. affair to the fans. Yeah. I don't think these two big marquee matches, if they do end up, if Cole and McAfee is in fact the co-main and the yeah. NXT title match is the main event. I don't see two villains winning back to back like that. You got to give some sort of, you know, you got to have a babyface win one thing. So I am going to go with the babyface here, and I'll explain why it may not be a double babyface thing come the main event. So I'm going to go with Adam Cole beating Pat McAfee because you got to have some people going home happy. Say Priest or Grimes win the ladder match. So we said Priest. So that's a heel winning in the opener. Um, uh, for me, if Thatcher does win against Balor, he's more of the heel than Balor is in that match. That'd be another yep. heel. EO retaining the belt. That, that's a baby face win. So that's one. But you got to have yep. at least one more. And I see Adam Cole, the baby face for the internet wrestling fans, winning the match over the villainous outsider to at least give another fans or go home happy type or leave the television happy. They're not going home. So leave the television happy from their homes and all yep. that sort of stuff as we go to the main event. If this is even in the co- co-main spot, but since it does feature McAfee and his, in his first ever match, it might have some intrigue and they might put it in that second to last spot. That's why I have it listed here. Again, it can be completely wrong about the, the card layout when this show airs tomorrow night. But I will go with Adam Cole on virtue of who I'm going to discuss might win the main event. What about you guys? Yeah, like, it, mine's, uh, mine's Adam Cole, and there doesn't have to be a reason behind it. it it's it's going to be that easy for him. Gabe, how about you? Um, 
Damn, because I'm not going to lie, the first time I heard about this really, like, weird feud was... um it is weird. So, as soon as I, uh, I guess, graduated military training, I didn't really, like, looked into wrestling immediately into my phone. I just wanted to see all, like, oh, who's contacted me and everything. And as I, as I was doing that, the person next to me was, like, catching up on sports and I overheard, uh, like, on the um, news, late, like, they're talking about Pat McAfee and, uh, like, a football player. Like, basically, yeah. And then I hear Adam Cole and I hear NXT match. I'm like, wait, hold on. What's going on? So it's, I would just, that, I feel like it's getting a lot of views, uh, not just wrestling fans, um, of course, through uh, the football fans as well. Mm-hmm. And if, well, it's cross promotion, right? So it's gonna do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's, it's the celebrity it's match. Be, yeah, and in order to get more viewers, of course, um, they always got the celebrity to win. So I'm Usually just saying, that's how it if, goes, but like the celebrity in this case is the heel. So. So what I'm thinking, uh, well, you you told me that uh, Pat McAfee has his own like posse, like that one time. They on this yeah. on this go home show, he walked out with a bunch of what they they claimed on commentary were a bunch of his football buddies. Yeah, one football guy, buddies. one guy actually, um, I think it was the guy on the left of him. If you uh, seen it from a picture standpoint, I, I think he was a uh, um, his teammate. I think he was his uh, a placeholder when he kicked the ball. Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> what I well is a uh, let's see, Mojo Raleigh is like still signed, right? If I'm I believe correct. so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. So, so what I'm thinking, I'm gonna do a whole stretch right now. They're gonna keep the feud going because this is what's getting people to watch, I guess, wrestling during this whole pandemic, in my opinion. Well, watching specifically NXT. NXT. Specifically. Yeah. Specifically NXT. NXT. Yeah. So, I think Pat McAfee is gonna win because I heard of this feud really? from someone else, from some someone who doesn't even watch wrestling. He's like, oh man, is Pat McAfee Believe me, if I didn't have my prediction in the main event where I'm going to go with it, I'd be going with McAfee too to be the the celebrity to get the win on the big show because they usually always do that. That's usually WWE booking 101, so I agree. I agree with both of them. I find this, again, these last two matches we're going to talk about here, this one we're going to talk about next are the two hardest for me to predict on this card. But I'm barely going with Adam Cole just because I think a babyface needs to win and maybe he's the more likely Mm. one. So what I'm thinking is uh, they're going to do something with Cole, obviously. What I'm thinking is uh, they're going to keep the feud going. But after that, he's probably um, oh, a drastic turn, I think, would be like breaking up, uh, leaving oh, the Undisputed no. Era. That's that's something. But oh um, that's what I'm thinking right now. But for now, I'm going to just say they're going to keep the feud going with Pat McAfee and him because it's it's drawing people. God, don't, don't, it don't. has it has a million views on YouTube. The where Adam Cole like cursed yeah. them out. So I this is really a, a getting traction more than I thought when I first heard about it. So um, I'm gonna say to keep the momentum and publicity for those people who don't really watch wrestling and they want to keep the eyes on NXT during this COVID crisis, it's gonna be Pat McAfee in my opinion. So Not a bad that's prediction. my prediction. WWE booking 101 usually says that the, yes, sir. the big celebrity yeah. gets gets the win against the wrestler so that they can become more valuable if they book him again. So yes, it's sir. like I understand it, but 
due to the fact that we have a main event to talk about here, I think it's going to be the main event anyway. I mean, I can't imagine anything else being in the main event spot. No, it's uh, definitely main <laughs> You event. know, I can't imagine anything else being in the main event spot. But yeah, due to yeah. that, um, due to what I'm going to say for that, I'm going to go with Adam Cole by virtue. But I'm not going to be surprised if McAfee does get the debut WWE victory. I will not be surprised about that. You know what I mean? I will not be surprised at all. Just like what I, when I said with Thatcher and Balor. I really think Thatcher needs the win. Like, logically, it should go to him. But I would not be surprised at all if Finn Balor won his fourth straight takeover. So I'm going to go with Adam Cole for my personal prediction. But I would not be surprised if they, they book Pat to win this bout. I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. Gabe, on that that front. So is that pretty much all we need to say about uh, this uh, D-list celebrity versus wrestler match? Or Yep. Or so we can move on to the main event because this is probably going to be even bigger discussion. Because in my opinion, this match, this main event for the NXT Championship between Keith Lee defending the belt against Karrion Cross, is the hardest match on this card to predict. In my opinion, out of all the other matches, this one is the hardest. And why is it the hardest, Lee, my my fine gentleman? Well, it's this reason: both men have been booked amazingly and have tons of momentum yes, and there's not two men on either allegiance so keith lee the strongest booked baby face of the entire brand carrion cross the strongest booked heel of the entire brand and now in like finally... what, four months or so yeah i know right? i know it's like like four i know months, right well keith has been building up since like survivor series he's been on a roll oh yeah you know? he's had time yeah but... Karrion Cross has had four months or so. He debuted in what April or May or something like that. It's crazy. Something like, like but yeah, before t- uh, in your house. So yeah, he debuted. He's he made been... like a, he made an Easter egg appearance during the one final beat, and then he actually debuted attacking yeah. Champa shortly thereafter. So anyway, they they are now heading for a collision course for the main event title, that being the NXT Championship. So Keith just won that belt a month and a half ago, beating Adam Cole in a, in a winner-take-all match to become the new champion. Karrion Cross had sent, um, you know, hourglasses and broken clocks and this, that, and the other to the, the to Adam Cole, and then afterwards even Keith Lee when he won the belt. So he's been eyeing the championship from afar for, like, at least, I don't know, I want to say two months now. He's kind of been eyeing it and showing that he, he, wants, he wants that main event title. So... Anyway, what happened was in in um, Karrion Cross did a thing where he she, he sent Scarlet to show a broken clock to Keith Lee, I guess to show that your time's running out. And then the week after, and then after that, he had like a he beat up Dominic Dijakovic backstage, and that led to a match between the two. And Cross crushed um, Dijakovic's head between the steps and just brutally beat him down, beat him down in front of. And Keith Lee came out for support, but Cross just killed Dijak in front of Keith Lee and. Keith wanted his revenge, and he demanded that Regal give him uh, an NXT title match with with Karrion Cross, and Regal did agree. And Keith handed a, a contract for Scarlett uh, to give to Cross to sign. Cross signed it, and then Keith opens it, and what happens? But a big fireball comes out and burns Keith Lee's face, and he's writhing in pain. Cross and Scarlett cackle like they're like villains from like like a, a motion picture or some shit you know and they're cackling these evil dark <clears throat> beings just just they scorched the NXT champion and then on the go home show there was a hype package chronicling Karrion Cross and Keith Lee's rise to the top and the building to their collision uh, tomorrow night guys if you have not seen 
this video package. So I'm meaning you, my co-hosts, and those listening to this. If you have not seen this video package for this main event, it is must-see. It is the best NXT promo package for a title match that I think has been produced in a very, very long time. It's it's an A-plus promo package. It's fantastic. But as I said, both guys got tons of momentum. Well, I'm pretty sure NXT doesn't do no contests. I can't imagine they're going to end this with a DQ or a fucking double count out where they protect <laughs> both guys on a takeover. I mean, they never do that. To my knowledge, they don't do that for important championship matches. So somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. So who do they go with? That's I'll, I'll go first. Go I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm gonna. Go ahead. I'm gonna keep it quick and simple. Uh, uh for who and why. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Cross. Mm-hmm. They're gonna move. They're to me. I already told you guys. Keith Lee, he is bigger than NXT, and obviously Vince wants him on his shows. So especially after Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, like I'm pretty sure Vince is high on Keith Lee, so he's gonna be big on either Raw or SmackDown. So um, he's going to move up and make a name for himself on either or brand. Um, that's why. Uh, and Karrion Cross, he just got to NXT, and he he's here to stay uh, for a bit longer. Uh, Keith Lee, is he's had his time in NXT, and he's he's, he's won both belts. Mm-hmm. He's first the first dual champion. First guy to ever do yeah, that. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he's done with NXT. He's he's gonna move on to the main roster and kill it there. So uh, yeah, Karrion Cross is gonna win uh, hands down. Uh, what say you guys? Brandon, you go next. Um, well, I mean, my you know my my predictions been you know four months ago was leading to this. Um, I think it's gonna be match of the night, and I'm going to staple that. It's going to be match of the night. Um, I think Cross. But I don't think it's going to be by pin. I think he's going to put Keith Lee to sleep. Hmm. And, so you actually uh, see this thing going long? Yeah. Really? I, I would I would say what? Um, I looked on, on my bell the other day, and it was 7 to 10 um, on the WWE Network. So it's three hours. I would probably say between the... Um, if we were going by the way you put it, the mm-hmm. the ladder match it's, to start. I thought that was going to get the most time out of anything on the yeah. show. The ladder match and the main event, I'd probably say, honestly, I'd probably say there's probably a good hour and 45. Really? Because Cross's yeah. matches haven't gone long. He hasn't really worked long. Yep. It's, all well, about, it's all about getting it done quick. So you really think that's going to change here? Really? I, I think it's going to change. I think Keith Lee's going to gonna fight out of some things and have his you know flurry of offense. I just think he's going to do like uh, the big guy thing. He's going to pop out of of covers quickly keithley and the only way that cross is going to win is by uh putting on his finisher and keithley not tapping out he's going to pass out they're going to put up his arm it's going to fall back down and that's how he's going to win the match but i would probably say man i I, i'd probably go i'd probably go between 20 minutes and half an hour they get Mm, i i I don't know I, i could see this thing being done in like 10 minutes or less Really? I don't want it to go that way. I'm just going on based on how Karrion has been presented on television (laughs) leading up to Mm -hmm. this, right? Like, destroyed Ciampa, destroyed Birch, destroyed Larkin, destroyed everybody within, you know. I know some of those guys are not big marquee names, and it's not for a title. But, like, Tommaso Ciampa, that's a pretty big name in NXT. Yeah. He he did not last 10 minutes with Karrion Cross. Now, granted, Keith Lee's much bigger. So maybe yeah, the exactly. story of the match will be 
since Cross can't quite manhandle him like these other guys, that may make the match go longer based on that yeah. psychology, which is yeah. true. So maybe with the fact that he's working with a guy who's actually bigger than him, he mm -hmm. it, the, the match layout may have to be different and it'll go long. I've, yeah, so, I think so. So I'm thinking that it's because he's working with Keith Lee that we Carrion could end up having probably the longest match of his uh, NXT career to date. But I agree with you guys. Keith Lee, he got put over strong. He won both belts. He ended the Undisputed Era's prophecy two times over by defeating Roddy and then, of course, Adam Cole himself. Um, nobody mm -hmm. else has won both belts simultaneously. He has that to his record. He's had a hell of a run, um, I guess. Uh, but, like, Cross, I, I don't feel... If, if, if Keith Lee beats him, I think the damage to Cross is worse than the damage that could happen to Keith because Keith's win was such a monumental thing that if he loses, I don't think he suffers from loss as bad as Cross would if Cross loses. Because Cross is more fresh and has the, the more recent momentum as the heel. And the heel always takes a bigger fucking blow when they lose than the babyface does. I find, generally speaking, if you're a dominant heel... And you take that that fucking one babyface loss after a big time of, of momentum and, and tons of wins, you're never the same again. So I feel that they got to have Carrion win that belt as an undefeated man, yes, rather sir. than rather than I a agree. guy who took a loss and then winning it later. He's got to win it while he's never been pinned or submitted. He's got to yep. do it. Well, I, I, my, it. you know, my my prediction was the the man's gonna go undefeated for a long time. He's gonna be the Oscar that the when they had Oscar do it, he's going to be something like that. He's I agree. not going to lose for I agree. A, a long time. Um, again, I would have definitely, if Keith kept the North American title, I'd be even more sure of Carrion winning. But yeah. um, they made him vacate that belt. So he literally, if he does end up losing tomorrow night to Cross, he literally has no belts anymore. He gave one away and then he lost the other one. So if he does lose, I really hope for his sake he's going to Raw or SmackDown. Honestly. Like, <laughs> I hope for his sake. He's going to the main uh, roster. Where do you think Keith Lee belongs, Raw or SmackDown? Doesn't Raw, matter. It's obviously, yeah, it's Doesn't obviously going to be Raw because Vince is going to control that guy. But um, yeah, I could see I, him as a as a SmackDown guy, but I think he'll be on Raw. But I, yeah. I can see him as a SmackDown, like the AJ Styles of SmackDown. I can see him become one of those. So, Brandon, do you think he goes up right away after this loss, or do you think he lingers around in NXT aimless with no oh, belts no. for a while? I, I, I'm going to cut that question off real okay. quick. I think he's going to debut at uh, SummerSlam. Really? Oh, really? That's quick. Oh, the wow. night, the one yeah. night later after dropping the belt. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, what about you, Brandon? Because, yes, like, he's got to um, – he should go, right? Like, if he's going to lose both belts and have nothing right after a big high of highs like that, he's got to leave NXT, right? You think? And you know what? You know what? They're um, going on to the SummerSlam thing, ga their game. Uh, I think there's going to be oh, probably yeah. a one one big surprise at SummerSlam, maybe a, a couple more. So I don't think he'll go up. Um, I think he lingers probably, um, probably till September. Um, mm. I think he's going to lose. I think he's going to lose, and then I think it's going to be you know Adam Cole one. He's going to go. I've never had my rematch. Blah blah blah. And it's gonna. I think it's going to go into some sort of triple threat, or it's gonna or they they might do Keith Lee versus Adam Cole again, and the winner gets crossed. Um, I think he lingers, and then I think um, they probably call him up. They they probably put him off TV for you know a couple weeks or so, 
And then they bring him up to, I think, Raw, and just in time for him to be a part of Survivor Series. Yeah, I was going to say, so if he does, and I mean, he, he should. I, I, you know, I love Keith Lee, but, like, you got to keep Cross's heel momentum going. you got to yeah. keep him undefeated. That's so true. he's got to win the belt tomorrow. And Keith can always get a rematch, and you can build up a big USA Network title, exactly. title yep. rematch between the two. And you can take another four weeks to build it. You can have yep. Keith get a few wins to rehab himself. You can have Cross kind of beat some schmucks with the belt around his waist. And then at the end of uh, September or something like that, you can have them have this big rematch. And, I mean, probably Cross will win again. Um, and then after that, you know, Keith can go to Raw or wherever, right? So I think I think <coughs> Keith Lee, even in loss, will get a championship rematch against Karrion Cross. I See, think I think it'll uh, be at least a two-match series, right? This, this one is... and then the rematch. This is my other prediction, and I know it's, it might be a little far-fetched, but um, since, uh, other than Keith Lee, they really don't have an established main event star other than Adam Cole, and like you guys said, he could be gone as well. So if Keith Lee were to lose and they continue to f- continue the feud, would you not think maybe, maybe it's Lee versus Cross that if they do war games this year? Um... If they get a bigger arena and do war games, do you not think it might be Lee versus Cross? Well, then you're you're going to what you're going to spend three months building up the rematch clause. I wonder how they not get... the re- not the rematch clause, just Lee versus Cross because it's been this big feud and they they meet at um at war games and then the next night after you might put Keith Lee on a Survivor Series team. I don't know. I I, I don't see Keith if he's going to lose the belt this early. I can't see him hanging around in the next team for another. Be- yeah, be- because be- the, the whole <laughs> coronavirus stuff. I just think he would be a good ratings bringer because he, he he has some charisma that brings everyone in. In my opinion, I that you just can't name. You just can't specify. It's just it's <laughs> Keith Lee. Yeah, but looking forward, Raw's got to do their thing, and you know. What they're doing their thing with retribution. That's they think that could bring in ratings. NXT's got to do the same thing, right? They're not looking at okay, let's do Cross versus Lee. They're looking two takeovers ahead. I guarantee you. So for me, is if they're probably going to do War Games, I would assume in November, even if we still have the the pandemic going on in the states and there's no fans, they're going to find a way to do it. My thing is if Lee's not there and Adam Cole is not a part of NXT or he's not a big big part of um of the show going forward who is that who, who who's in that war game spot it's cross versus who well i right? guess we just gotta see how it plays out you know my thing is, my thing is it it's either cross versus lee or like gabe said they're gonna put the uh pat mcafee and adam cole and they're gonna send it and that could be mcafee and three nxt superstars that can't stand ue versus ue but that's the only two options I can see going or forward. Or this whole Mac McAfee thing is being done to turn Cole babyface so he can be a babyface challenger for the main event title. Maybe he gets a, a shot across. I mean, just to fill up a spot. Yeah. Or or yeah. the thing that you're also spacing on and was what you were debating me and uh, Gabe about earlier with Balor and Thatcher. Can't Balor be a, a filler opponent for Cross, if, especially if he beats yes, Timothy? Yes, Balor can definitely no, like no, challenge but, but, Cross at War Games. He's gonna, he's gonna cha- No, yeah. but he's gonna challenge Cross. But you look at the last few War Games. There's been no NXT title. The main event is War Games. 
That was only last year. There have been the, uh, Champa defended against Velveteen Dream in 2018. Drew McIntyre I think, defended I think against had it. against Andrade in 2017. Yeah, yeah. but and my, thing, NXT is, my thing is matches on the card just last year didn't because Cole was the champion with the faction that always does war games. That's the yeah, only reason the belt wasn't on the line. That's my thing is if you're looking at war games this year and you Lee and Cole go up. Let's say, let's play. What if Lee and Cole are on Raw or SmackDown? I don't know if Cole goes up, man. I don't. I don't see any reason. But to what rush would him. what would be what would be War Games? Who would uh, you put in War Games if it's not Cross? Right. Well, Cross, the champion, only goes into War Games if he has a faction that does War Games. They're just going to do Undisputed Era again, guaranteed. They've been in War Games every <laughs> <As usual>. single <laughs> every single goddamn year, man. That that's how it goes. The champion, again, Cole was the exception because. He was a member of the faction that always competes in that gimmick match every year. Cross mm-hmm. has no allegiances with anybody. He'll just defend the title like yeah. any other normal NXT champion would. No, but the that, fall, the fall that, that's my thing. If it's UE, then it's Pat McAfee. You don't think Cross teams up with Pat McAfee? No, I don't. I think he just defends the title <laughs> against somebody like Balor or, I don't, I, I or Keith Lee again. I, I will place a bet on this. The, the NXT title will not be defended at War Games. Okay. My my overall my overall prediction is War Games is going to involve Cross or Lee or McAfee and Cole. He will not defend. He'll defend on Survivor Series. They're going to put Keith Lee or Adam Cole in that title match, and they're going to display it at Survivor Series. I like they did. You know, like they I did would last not year. even be surprised if War Games isn't even a thing this year. I doubt they even do it with the fact that yeah, I, that's so, the thing. Is it even gonna be a thing because of the virus? Well, my, my my thing is is they moved SummerSlam to the Amway Center just because they wanted a little bit bigger arena because the Performance Center. So I can see uh, Takeover doing that just for War Games, move into like probably a basketball arena, NHL arena, just to put on War Games. Hmm. And again, that, it's not till November. You, you know, I know the states are bad, but you never know what can happen. And states are, have been the worst country months. in the world for like over a quarter of a year now, and it's not getting any better. So yeah, <laughs> but I, I just think if they're if they're gonna move a big, they're gonna move to SummerSlam or move SummerSlam to a bigger arena just for SummerSlam. They're gonna do it for War Games, I would assume. So so here I'm gonna drop some really quick fantasy booking. Uh, two two things real quick. Uh, Keith Lee is gonna lose, and then he's gonna. Yep. I don't know. Help Dom. He's gonna help Dominic or something at SummerSlam. Whatever. Damn. But well, you can Cross... also hold on to that thought because I mean, you know, uh-huh. we got another show to predict, so don't don't give away You're too right. much. <laughs> um, but for but for Cross, I think the greatest like rival or uh, challenger after Lee would be Finn Balor, and he could go Demon for the first time since he turned heel. Yeah. Okay. And I like that. And that could and then and then that could be a very good like. challenge for cross and if cross beats the demon then there is really nothing that could stop cross and not to mention not uh, only did he that and not only did he when he beat the demon which never got beat on wwe television whenever finn had that paint on he never lost ever yeah i only lost to joe that was the only time on nxt but was he did he have the paint on when oh did he have the paint on in that cage match okay i I forgot that he was he was painted up during that cage match that was the only time he lost as a demon against Joe in that steel cage match in uh, NXT TakeOver. Well, that's so long ago that I doubt mo- – I mean, I forgot about that. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know. that, that's why it would be a big deal. It's the first time Finn would be the demon uh, after turning heel, and then it would be a monumental loss 
uh, for the demon since not only that, but like really if, if Cross beats Balor, he beats like a very significant former NXT champion. Yes, sir. You know so, that's correct. So I mean, that just makes him look even more undisputed. Yeah, as I said, whether Finn wins or loses against Thatcher tomorrow night, I think he's he's fine and will get a shot anyway. So whether yeah, he wins or loses, he's definitely going to try to get gold again. He will after his will. his Thatcher match after yeah. the Thatcher match just to get him on the card because they didn't want to put him in the ladder match for whatever reason and the NXT yeah. title picture's occupied. So this is just something for yes, him to sir, do. I, like like the and like I said, I think was. they're going to keep they're going to keep Cole and McAfee going. So that that's what I'm thinking. So. Anyway, I would say it's any, gonna be Keith Lee. Yeah, I, I I'd say we're all in a unanimous Losing. agreement that Karrion Cross, the big monster heel, wins the belt by the end of the main event. Yes, sir. Which is the yes, only re- which is the only reason why I said uh, if they put the celebrity match before it, I mean maybe they'll do two heels in a row. Maybe maybe, maybe they will. But that's why I, I went with Adam Cole previously was because I see Cross uh, winning this main event. It just makes sense, and Triple H is clearly infatuated with Cross and super high on him and. It's just that with the way the booking dictates stuff, it seems that, you know, Karrion's going to win the belt. So I would say, would you say this main event, though, is the mo- perhaps the most intriguing match on the card, given who's involved and the status of both men and the, oh. the pushes that led to said match in terms it's of... Even, hmm? it, it's, bi- it's bigger than last week's UFC heavyweight fight. That's how big it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's that I did big. hear about I'm, that, too. It is that big. It, it, it's one of those fights where, like, the UFC pumps up. Where you're like, oh my god, I don't even care about what's on the card. That main event sticks out. I'm ordering that event. It's it's that big. I find. Yes, I I think so too. It's a huge match, and it takes place uh, tomorrow night, as of this recording at 8:05 p.m. August 21st, 2020. So now that we've got all of our predictions for this here show out of the way, I'm going to leave uh, the plug line open for my two comrades here. So um, Gabe, if you want to go ahead, now is the time to plug whatever you might want to do. Well, it's been a while since I know. <laughs> I've been on the show. Yeah, so there's nothing really for me to plug other than if you enjoy, uh, I guess, more of me, uh, just head on over to YouTube uh, and look up Nozid, N-O-Z-I-D. I do wrestling podcasts as well for the local wrestling independent scene in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area under Nozid Wrestling. And then my Nozid, regular Nozid YouTube channel is just a bunch of miscellaneous stuff I just feel like making on YouTube. But, um... Yes, sir. Other than that, just keep watching Apron Bumps because I'll be making the most con- uh, content here than my uh, channels on YouTube. Because who knows it? Gabe knows it. All right. It's been a while since we've heard that catchphrase. That's for darn exactly. sure. Exactly. Uh, Brandon, you got anything to plug? Are you going to leave me uh, to do the old outro? Uh, I got one thing. I'm single and, and ready to mingle. My number is 1-800-HOT-STUD. <laughs> Give me a call. No, I'm just kidding. Go Raptors, and that's that, that. That's my plug. That's it. I got nothing. <laughs> How are the Raptors? I haven't been watching basketball. They're up three nothing series. They they get they're gonna close out Brooklyn first round on Sunday. Oh damn, good for them. On route to another yeah. championship or what, bud? I I think so. I think they'll make the finals. <laughs> So anyway, you can listen to us. I'm sure you listen to this on Anchor. That's our main podcast platform for this here uh, Apron Bum show. But you can also listen to us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and of course, my personal favorite of all the platforms that we're available on. We are also available on Spotify, folks. Yes, if you have that wonderful app that plays both music and podcasts, you can listen to this sweet, sweet show on here. However, if you are watching or slash listening to the video version of this podcast, which is just 
the match graphics and, and detailed images of what we're talking about overlaid through the podcast audio on my YouTube channel. That, of course, being YouTube.com slash Braster. And you dug what you heard from us three. Give the channel a nice little subscribe. It's always appreciated. And until next time, folks, from me, Brandon, and Gabe, I say we're going to Spanish fly on out of here. See you next time. Or, yeah, I guess listen to us next time would be a better way to do it. So, yeah, good night, folks.